knock your fucking head off. What's the date? Well, it's a sobering September 11th. Wow. It's been uh, how many years now? 15 years ago. 15 years. On this date was the... mm, Is it the biggest event in American history? It's the biggest attack. Or would that be Pearl Harbor? It's the biggest attack on American soil. What about Pearl Harbor, though? I I think it was bigger. Probably bigger as far as fatalities, right? Fatalities for sure. Plus, Pearl Harbor was focused on military. This was focused on civilitary. Killing civilians. Sole purpose. By a group called Al-Qaeda, headed by a man they call Osama bin Laden. Who since... Correct. They say they found him and they killed him. I remember that night me and Joe were in a hotel room in London. That's right. And all over the news was Osama bin Laden has been located and has been killed. More details soon. We were like, what? Crazy. But yeah, I wonder when that was. That was a few years back now, too. There's been quite a few times where we were in another country watching the TV and like something crazy like that happened. And we would like you can't help but think like, oh, shit, am I going to have a problem getting out of this country? Yeah. That was like six, maybe six years ago, like two years ago. Maybe five years ago, like two years of Obama administration, and then they clipped yeah, them. They, they say they clipped them. Yeah. You believe they found them? Yeah, I do. Chris, you think they found Osama killed him? <clears throat> I think they got him. Now, why would they refuse to show any evidence? Maybe because, it especially would be, with all the like how the current situation of people just having zero faith in the government. I, think I lying. think you could. You just have to say they don't want to be inf- inflammatory. I've been saying that word too much lately. But yeah. They don't want to be. Uh, you know, they, you don't want to insult people. You don't want to in, incite th- them to more violence. Okay, that makes sense. But they did put out a picture of him dead that was fake at first. So why have put out that one? Did if, they? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that picture. Oh, yeah. I'll show you. Uh, and then when we killed Saddam Hussein, we had no problem in showing the execution hanging. When they got Muammar well, that's Gaddafi, it's, that's a different team, though. You know what I mean? The you know Saddam what? Hussein picture was uh, that he, you know, it's different people. He wasn't he wasn't the sponsor of Al Qaeda, and he also isn't uh, you know related to the Saudi royal family. Yeah, so you have uh, you know. So then why put out the fake picture? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not positive that they found him. All right? I don't want to sound crazy, but I think but you have. They have to. You have to think that he's dead, and they know. Let's say it was a fake. They yeah, have I think to that, know that they that knew dead, he right? was dead, and then they tried to take some glory. Yeah, no. What if he was dead? You know, he had a lot of medical problems. What if he was mm-hmm. dead for years before? That's and what they, I just, they kept him around as a useful, uh, a useful ploy. Maybe he was. Uh, 
in a in a uh, mansion somewhere in let's say Texas with like the best doctors in the world maybe working on him. Now you going passed away be. in the night. Now you're going and wild. His, his Texas friends. Okay, this away is, I'm going to show you. This is know. the picture that know. they first put out in the media, and it was proved a hoax immediately. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that looks like uh, looks. Ridiculous. Basically, the guy in the center is the actual dead guy. And then they put a beard on him. Then they they used the photo from over here, the Osama photo, to make it look like a dead Osama. Wow, you could do some yeah, it's crazy. Things. And this was put out in <laughs> mainstream. Crazy. Media. It, it's weird how much misinformation that they, yeah. they dump out onto the. Uh, you never public. know though these days because they have this one. Uh, I saw this one. It's a, a computer program where you you take a news clip of someone. Yeah. And then you, they're they're saying a, a statement, a speech, whatever, and then you overdub your own words, and it makes their mouth move yes, to whatever your yeah, mouth is doing. One. Yeah. So you can, and it looks exactly like they said the thing yeah. you want them to say. Yeah. No, that's a technology out there. I mean, I, they could have really killed him, but like for Chris to say, oh, they, they don't want to upset the royal family. You killed the guy. You 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 oh, went yeah. into He's his house. You killed him, some to, family members, but you don't want to show a picture. It's hard to upset them more than that. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to be upset, I think they're going to, like, it's, you know, you can't do much more. Not only did they kill him, but they showed a picture. Like, oh, wow, they killed him. Well, there's been a evidence that, the, you know, that part of the world gets a little angry over pictures. Well, yeah, but they get upset yeah. over their so-called leaders being murdered even more. And yeah. if you're going to say you did it, if this whole idea was not to uh, upset anybody, then why not just kill them under the wraps? That's why I don't believe that theory. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, we don't have anything else to go on. So I got to say, without grasping for straws, without, uh, you know, yeah. Not only Make, that, making up, you know, things that, that are It was probably not even right that we talk about that stuff on this date, but it is what it is. But not only that, they, they say they, they flew there with a team. They had a mission. They went in, accomplished their mission to perfection, got their target, killed the target, wrapped him up, took him away, flew him out into the sea, and gave him a traditional Islamic burial all within a couple hours. One, two, three. Sounds far-fetched to me. I don't believe it. I think he is dead. It sounds pro to me. Sounds like what pros do. And it's true. It's true. probably the first pro thing we've done so far in this whole uh, war. I mean, what, what other pro things have we accomplished during this? Well, if you want to call it a war. Why do you actually... hate America so much? No, I, I like the truth is what I like. It's not that I hate anything. I just like the truth. I like to be informed of the truth, especially if I'm paying for it. I paid for that operation, and I can't see a picture. It would be nice to see some pictures. Yeah, like you have a person at the whole not nice country. <laughs> it wouldn't be oh, nice. To see no, pictures. it's confirmation. Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This person, nah, yeah, yeah, this person killed thousands of Americans, but we don't want to upset people he's connected to, so we won't show. Like it's come on. If that's the reason, I mean. It could have really happened, and it could be fake. I'm just saying. When when what do you do in a when situation you know you like have this, such though? a huge public, and a big portion, a bigger, a unusually large portion of the public doesn't believe anything the government says. So when stuff happens, like a plane flies into the Pentagon, and they won't show the plane hitting the Pentagon, no matter what, they refuse. They say they have the footage, but they just won't show it. People 
already skeptical become skeptical. And people that aren't even skeptical join that club. Yeah. So when you have a person like Osama bin Laden and a huge portion of the public that doesn't believe anything the government's saying that goes with crazy theories, here you could prove them immediately to most of them because some will still go with a crazy theory. But they just it makes no sense to me. If I was the president, I'd be like, we got to show these people. These people are turning on us slowly. The less information we give them, the more problems we have. This makes a this is a big problem at, for civilians in America, probably most countries in the world. But but this is a big problem where you are fed spins of actual truth yeah. nonstop. You're yeah. fed the spin from this side. You're fed the spin from this agenda. Yeah. And you're as a as a uninformed citizen, right? I'm informed by these these media outlets that all have their own spin. So how do you find the truth? I don't know how I'm not, I'm not a detective. I don't know how to do, um, you know, like, like a guy, like a Glenn Greenwald type of reporter who can go, hunt, you know, chase these leads and hunt down these stories and dig and, you know, do the, like the, 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 uh, lowest lane work, you know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know how to do that. So what do you do when you're, you know, you're being fed a bullshit story from, at least one of these angles. Yeah, At least one of them. Probably most of them. So what do you do? What's the, the, the Occam's razor for that situation? How do you how do you pick one and feel feel confident that you pick the, the truthful story? The I don't truthful th- version? I don't think you can. I think it's a matter of you have it takes time and over time and reading a ton of stuff that comes out. And somewhere in the middle, you know, you have to do an analysis on it. But when you're when the you officials know? don't help you, well, they're not going to. Th- just, but why wouldn't they? It, it's only detrimental to, the, to them. The reason that we have a guy like Donald Trump who could possibly win is because of situations like that. Of course, but it benefits why, why them they, in a different way. We all, we're everybody, seeing, everybody at this table, everybody at this table saw something like that coming, but they didn't. Like, show the Pentagon footage. Prove it. Show Osama being captured. You, you, you're all sitting around a table. They showed a picture of the people looking at the video. Oh my God! Oh, oh! But they don't show the video. But Why I'll not? T- but I'll tell you though, it's never you. You could say a lot of things. Oh, it's incompetence, but it's never incompetence. It's always well thought out and well reasons. For well, if that's the case, then are. they are they intentionally wanting people? Is to- there a benefit to us being confused and and? And looking for conspiracy theories and and every and turning on the traditional government, I would say that there there is something there is some benefit from because you at any even institutional level, there's people who are thinking about what's going to be released, how it's going to be released. This you know that's part of the game. It took, so it's we can you know we're, we're seeing it for like wow that's really crazy, but on at some level at some dimension of it, yeah, somebody's like this is how this is how we're going forward with this this information. For whatever reason. I, you might be giving too much credit, I think. I think they make a lot of mistakes. And I think if the actual, you know, event happened as they say, it would only benefit them to show it. It would there's still gonna be conspiracy theorists. There always are. But to have this level of doubters of anything that the president or the administration or Congress says, it's insane. There's almost like a mental civil war going on in America. Oh, without a doubt. I would say so the what confusion benefits uh, the confusion among the people trying to make them um, turn on their government or distrust their government uh, if that's intentional it would benefit people with the 
the Alex Jones train of thought of the, there's a conspiracy for a one world government, globalists trying to consolidate all the power and have a one world government. That's the only way I could see that that would benefit um, anyone is that type of hierarchy of you know, globalists. Where there's chaos, there's always an opportunity for someone, no matter what. Where there's chaos in a crazy situation, whether it's being stoked or it's being led about by misinformation, there's always someone to benefit from it. There always is a beneficiary to any kind of wackiness mm-hmm. on any level. Like it doesn't have to be even a governmental level. It's small groups, a group of friends. There's always, you know, there's always something to be gained or there's an angle to be played through chaos. There could know. be, but not always is that taken advantage of. I don't know if this government intentionally is keeping that information out because I don't think it helps them at all. Like, I'm sure they want Hillary in over Trump. And it could it could have been a no-brainer if they played some cards differently throughout the last few years. But you have a guy like Trump because you have people that just don't believe a word they say. And they get good reason not to. Like, I don't know. Did they catch Osama? Could have. I don't know why they wouldn't just show it. I mean, they just tell us a lot of things that just aren't true. You know, there was a lot of... Like, why why did they tell us that we went into Vietnam? Oh, yeah, that was ridiculous. Well, not at the time. And I bet if anybody said at the time, you know what, I bet they staged this just to get us in the war, everybody would laugh the guy right out of the room. Yeah, for real. And you'd be one of those types. And this is... You're talking about the... (laughs) Is that the Gulf of Tonkin? Correct, Joe. That's what it is. So that's a false flag attack, a proven false flag attack. Well, I don't know if it was a false flag attack because it was a no attack. Oh, it never even, there was no attack at all? I thought it was like we blew up, we blew up something to make it look like. No, I don't think that was the case in the Gulf of Tonkin. I think we said that they fired upon this thing and they just didn't. Ah, is what I, yeah, it could be wrong, but it's like it was uh, whatever they said. Eventually, it came out, and then people nowadays that discredit like recent conspiracies, they jump right to that and say, "Of course, of course, the government did. That. Of course, yeah. How about if they did this?" And no, that's ridiculous. That's just stupid. They would. Well, I don't know. It's Nobody hard. wants to feel stupid. Nobody wants to feel like it's a sucker, very so. well. You don't want to feel that. I think there's probably a lot of pride in these politicians and and uh, analysts where they don't want to. Admit you see they got pride. Duped, you, you see know? pride. You see pride in, in right now in, in people that are mad over people not standing for the national anthem. It's pride. It's like, well, there's guys that got their legs blown off for you to have the right to do that, uh, to sit down, like stand up, and it's like, okay, they got their leg blown off. That's fucked up, right? Where? Where did this happen? Oh, happened in Iraq. Or wow, we shouldn't have been there, right? Like. They, like, go back. Keep on going back. So you're mad the guy got his leg blown off for a war that we shouldn't have been in? Or are you mad because somebody didn't stand and there's a guy that got his leg blown off? Like, yeah. like maybe the guy that didn't stand is mad about going into wars that we shouldn't be in the first place. So who's really got the interest of the guy with the leg blown off? That's crazy because the last time we recorded, we ended on that. Yeah, we the sing. Colin Kaepernick. Me, I love the national anthem. I like singing it. They played it today. Today was the first day of football season. I guess revved up. But that's <laughs> me. My experience in America is not the same as everybody else. If me, you, and Chris go to a restaurant, I might say, this is the best restaurant ever. Chris says, yo, it sucks. And Joe's like, yeah, it's all right. Maybe I'll come back. No big deal. There you got Goldilocks that's and it. the Three Bears right there. Now, Indeed. you were born in America. Do you assume everyone has the same experience of America? 
Uh, come on, that's ridiculous. Some people may have this worse experience. You from could here. have different experiences within a a, a block. Totally. You, you have a city block, or a, even like a, a, a urban community totally. or, a, or a rural. I mean, a rural community. You you have people living on the same street that have completely. Maybe let's say their their homes are of equal values. Let's say exactly. they they come from similar family backgrounds, right? They they. The household income is similar, but then you look at the way they look at the world or the way their families treat each other completely different. Totally. And it it's all perspective. Totally shapes the way you see the world, the way you see your own situation versus your neighbor's situation. And that's that's putting everybody on like the beginning, same level playing ground to start off with. Yeah. They could still see something differently. But you put somebody else like, okay, this guy was born in a trailer park. He made a few bucks. Then the IRS went after him, and he got in a huge fight with the IRS. He lost, lost his money again. He became poor again. Now he got rich again. Then the IRS hits him again. They take his house, and then uh, the gov- local government says, we're building a highway here. Here's 200 He's going to hate America after a while. Then another guy, he was born somewhere else, and he met a cool guy when he was young. They gave him a great opportunity. They had a great job. Now he's low. Like, it's all different. Like, some people will hate this place. Some people will love it. Why is that so hard to understand? Yeah. Like, I think it's good here. You better like it. Otherwise, I'm going to get mad. Like, dude, and I after, like it. I think it's great. After watching the the fallout from this, this, I mean, it doesn't seem like a real big deal to me, but some people think it's the end of the world that he sat down for the, the national anthem. Yeah, some but, people um, joined him. Uh, I wouldn't do that. To I wouldn't do it. Well, yeah. I, I, you know what? Let me rephrase that because I have done it for most of my childhood. I didn't because you're a devil. I couldn't say because of the re- the religion I grew up in. I I never said the pledge of allegiance at school. You Not did, you one did stand time up, ever. I would stand up. Yes, and I would stand up for a national anthem. You won't put your hand on your heart though. No hand on the heart. Just stand up as a what sign a of piece respect. Of shit. But uh, but I oh never did God, it, and I never on. even thought of it. Uh, you know what? At, when we went home from the last podcast, I was thinking about this, and I was like, do I even know the Pledge of Allegiance, right? Mm-hmm. So I do. Turns out I said it. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. But I never said it meaningfully and I never said it in school it's just it's a repetitive you weren't allowed because you're religion and then I started thinking about the just the phrase pledge of allegiance Mm -hmm. you're required to say the pledge of well you're not required allegiance you're not required but you people will look down on you if you don't you're required by uh, popular society apparently yeah and there's proof of it is this Colin Kaepernick situation. You're required by your peers, yeah. peer pressure to to pledge allegiance to this thing. And the whole point of this thing is that you don't need to pledge allegiance to anything. You just do your thing. Don't harm your neighbors and do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's just it's weird. It's a uh, what's that called? The two the polar opposites. What's the uh, it's like a term for that? A yin, yin, and, yang? yin and a yang. Yeah. Ah. So it, I don't know. It's weird, man. It's a it's a weird thing. Yeah, I I would support his decision to do it, even though I wouldn't do it. I think it's it's interesting to see a guy put his money on the line like that because you know he could get some serious financial well, fallout. Listen, from, he came from out this. and he was uh, nobody knew him. 
quarterback got hurt. He jumped in there. He did really good. Played really good. But as soon as people figured him out, he started playing like crap again. And he hasn't been that good. But he sealed a really good deal that was negotiated while he was doing good. And he's a big name, too. Yeah. Because of he did so good when he was good. That he's he's a he's still a big. So Chris name. is not like a football guy, so he wouldn't know. But this guy came in behind somebody else, and he did good. So he was like, "Wow, he's our savior." So okay. the team's like, "We gotta keep this guy." Gave him a big contract, but then other teams say, "Okay, who's this guy?" They do the homework, and then it just started shutting him down. So nowadays he's not even, but he sealed a really good deal. So he's already kind of like on borrowed time. Unless he comes out strong again and he just hasn't. But he's got to know in the NFL, you probably, just because you won't stand up during that thing, you're probably not going to get picked up by a lot of teams. They just won't even take you. And the crowd's going to turn on you. Fans don't want you. Bringing you into the locker room of a lot of teams will only cause commotion. That's no good. He probably ruined his career over this move. So, yeah, he was putting his money where his mouth is, and he said he's going to donate a mill and his – uh Jersey proceeds to uh, which went up. And his jersey profits went through the roof. He's the number one selling jersey right now. I mean, he did put his money where his mouth is. Yeah, so, you know, give him props. But to me, it's like he could have went about it in a way without, like, like when you have a purpose, what do you do? You want people behind you. So how do you get people behind you? By being inclusive. Like he really, yeah, he really cut off a big part of his friggin' people you know what i mean what could have been his people some people he could have turned over yeah maybe i mean but i like i said you have to give him credit for just taking the stand yeah i just think it was the, the wrong move but yeah I, mean. I think he probably could have figured something else out that would make him look more heroic yeah hey look who's here evan's here i think Hello, he could have everyone. figured something else that that would have made him look more uh like kind of appeased to both sides, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, easy. He could have went so many different routes. Yeah. Yo, he could have like got the, the he could have got like like back from like right wingers. Yeah. If he started saying things in a different way, mm-hmm. you know, if he would have threw in, oh, people are getting killed by cops. People that have licenses to carry legally are still getting shot. Like then, some yep. some, some, some hillbillies would nah, jump on your nah, side. It's an inclusive statement yeah. now. But he made it like the black and the white thing, and then the people want to point out that he was adopted by white people, and he was he's rich, and so he shouldn't. If you got if you have a certain amount of money, you're not allowed to be interested in anything. He's also catching heat because his girlfriend's a Muslim. Yeah, and they were saying that he's converted. Has he converted to Islam? You know, this is also another kind of a Fox News detraction. Maybe he did though. Maybe he did. I mean, hey man, Farrakhan gave a crazy speech on 9/11 today. What did he say? Yeah, he's bringing up a lot of conspiracy theories. He thinks the uh, the Israelis are behind 9-11. Oh, yeah? But there's stuff out there that make you think that it's possible. I don't know. So who knows? But Colin Kaepernick. I follow Farrakhan on Instagram. He's the best, man. I follow him on Facebook. Yeah. Interesting guy. You can't find a better speaker. <laughs> He's good. He's yeah. the best speaker in the world really ever. good. I think. Like, I don't agree with much he says because he wants to see me dead. But <laughs> if I was a black dude, I'd be all about it. Like, he's the man. You know, no, he's good. He's a weird-looking guy, though, right? Yeah, he's real plasticky. Like, yeah. Uh, he's old brother trying lips, to... Like, he uses old black 
men yeah. and old black women, instead of like regular lotion, they use straight up Vaseline. Oh yeah, like the the kind that you got to scoop out of a jar. Oh yeah, that kind of Vaseline. Oh, so boy. I'm I, just by looking at his face, I could tell he uses Vaseline on his he face, his up. lips, everything, and his hair is like matted down, pitch black, like Joe Jackson. <laughs> oh yeah, what a mess. same same face, same type of, yeah. of uh, skin. It's yeah, like, uh, he all probably all the Jackson kids. You ever see like uh, Tito Jackson lately? Mess. Holy shit, he's like so shiny looking, dude. Yo, black people don't live as long as white people. Did you know that? Not in America, no. Not in America. Mm. Yeah. Oh, in the world they do. I think in other the, parts of the world. I, I think, think other parts of the world it, it bounces out, but in it's I think it's a dietary thing in America. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. More man. heart disease, like more like diabetes. I think in black community, hypertension. Yeah, don't be like racist, Chris. Sickle cell anemia. Sickle cell anemia. Sickle I heard of that. I had some very old relatives. And maybe you know, maybe it's a it's a hereditary thing too. But I don't. I had some very old relatives that lived to be. High nineties. I think oh, I might yeah. have had an aunt that was in her hundreds. Jesus Christ! But um, would you want to live to a hundred? Um, like it seems like around seventy one and up, it gets eighty. I mean, I never seen a dude that's like thriving on eighty in person. I saw a couple on the internet, but I mean, you want to be like eighty, and I, I mean, I'd rather live to. It, this is like a you know fantasy thing, but I'd rather live to like. 700 than 100 yeah well come on this is with big like biblical times if or? you're fading out i would think you're not fading <laughs> out you you fade out probably the last like 10 years or like a big big drop off yeah so you know if i could go like yeah but you can't it's not even it's <laughs> ridiculous but yo donald trump i was telling chris he's like 70 something he looks good right it's in oh, good shape all right he looks like dude. The way he acts and moves and talks, he, he's quick. If he was he's, food, he's, if he was food, he'd be like the hamburger you get at the gas station. The <laughs> dried up. It's meat like burger. dried up kind Roy of. Roy Rogers. Like, Let's see how you look when you're his Roy age. Roy Rogers. I'm making his age. Yo, sure. His <laughs> mind is his mind is quick. His movements are quick. He doesn't look like. No, he's sharp in the mind for sure. I mean, he, he you know he, but. Did you he, see he Hillary looks, Clinton today? He looks odd, man. This looks weird. Oh yeah, he's an odd looking guy because he's trying to like do stuff. But his movements, like I go by like old, like Bernie Sanders, old dude, but he moved like an old dude. Yeah, you know. But did you see Hillary Clinton today? No. She went to the nine eleven memorial, and she had to leave early. And there's footage. She's standing on the curb. They're holding her up. The van pulls up. She passes out. They put her into the van. She was like, "Holy shit." They're going to say that she was yeah, overcome crazy. with emotion at the sight of the 9-11. Dude, that's what with all the stuff oh, that's been going on, ankle. all the stuff that's been going on, they're already guessing that there's something wrong with her. Mm-hmm. Like, she had a lot of issues lately. This is only going to help. And Donald Trump called her out for her oh, yeah. medical records, of course. And, yo, he's in good shape. I'm telling you, the dude is in good shape. <laughs> he's the worst, though. He's the worst. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, if anybody saw the uh, Commander-in-Chief forum. Yeah, I yeah, did. You know, it was... Uh, it was rough. Both of them were rough. They both sucked, but both yeah, he sucked, was a mess. But he just had he no didn't know answer. anything. He had no nothing. He doesn't know anything. Like he's about as But him not knowing anything, be. his defense is like, what's there to know? Because everything's whacking. Even if I know, oh, Hillary knows. Look how things are. Obama knows. Look how things are. That's kind of how. And people are like, yeah, that's true. Let's get somebody like raw dog, <laughs> clean slate, and figure this out. Yeah. Well, everybody's, um, you know, bashing Gary Johnson. Because he didn't know yeah. uh, that, uh, uh, what is That's it, Alerno so or Aleppo. 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 
And um, so whack. Yo, I didn't know it either. I don't think anybody knows that place. The only reason people would so know it whack. over here is because of that picture or if of you've that been, poor little kid. Or if you've been watching Facebook oh, you know, lately. It's yeah, all you know what it is? They dropped this over the weekend, I think. They dropped like uh, chlorine bombs on yeah. like a civilian quarter. Holy I think that's shit. why Yeah, they were just flying over and just dropped some chlorine on them. Yeah, if I, I was Gary Johnson, them. I would have said that disqualifies me. Hillary Clinton ha- has investigations active from the FBI, but this disqualifies me. She's not disqualified. Donald Trump has bankruptcies, refuses to show his taxes, but I'm disqualified? Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, that was a total hit piece on him. But he's goofy. I wish he was stronger, like a better... He's a bad speaker. Yo, his running so mate is, he needs is to be way a, better, He man. needs to be a background Yeah, he's cool, dude. too, but he has the look that people won't vote for. The old white man is, I like him is because, the devil. I like him because he studied ancient Greek and Latin. Oh, see, you like him because he knows things <laughs> that won't help him. You like him for the wrong reasons, Chris. <laughs> You like him for horrible reasons. I know, I know. It's every wrong reason. But I did hear him speak, though. He is he's a, quite an erudite fellow. All right, well, what's that mean? Hmm, erudite. I thought he was an American. Well-read. Tall well and read. pointy. Oh. Yo, Evan's Hello, here. He's, ha- he's eating because who cooked? Well, our new sponsor. Play uh, the music. Anne Marie's Italian Cookery. Play the music, Chris. Everyone is yeah. a family. No, yo, what she made today was really good. It was. What's the. Uh, a lot of protein in that, right? Yeah. Chris, what's that pasta called? It's like shaped like a little bowl. Orchetta. 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 You got to roll your tongue. She Orchetta. And the orchetta has beans in it, right? It's a, the, well, the, you put... She she made that whole side thing, which is... Is that spinach? It's spinach and uh, and uh, white beans. Okay. But there's beans in the pasta, too. Yeah, no, mixed no, it no. In. Yeah, if you go in there, there's beans in oh, it. Oh, yeah, we put that in early, though. Oh, okay. Keep it, so they didn't stick to each other. So then you got the white we beans. We made the pasta here. We made the pasta. Oh, here. sorry, Anne-Marie. I'm taking that credit back for, for the pasta. Well, Richie. that's nothing. That's Give it nothing. up for Richie. Pasta, it's done. I mean, it's really hard, but it's nothing. It's not a big deal. Then you got Very white beans with spinach in it. Yeah. Delicious. It yeah. tastes like it's like a more of a stew. It's like a pasta fazool, but like a stew. Version. You see Popeye when he eats spinach? Yeah. Now imagine throwing some white beans in there. Oh, man. The protein. The muscles plus the music. The I feel like I was going to punch Chris in the face after I ate this it meal. It was crazy. He went nuts. Beans, beans. They're good for your, good for your heart. The more you eat, the more you fight. The more you... Fat, the better you feel. So eat your beans at every meal. You guys are sickos. Boom. That's not even funny. But yo, also on the side was the pork. Porchetta. Yeah. And potatoes. With sweet potatoes mixed in, which are very good for you, I heard. Sweet potatoes. Very true. Very Loaded true. with vitamin C. Not only that, but there's uh, the same stuff as in oranges is in them. Ah, there nice. you go. You see? Look at that. Same vitamins. I'm not sure. <laughs> so we so, have a nice So yeah, meal. thank you to our newest sponsor. And Anne Marie's Italian cookery. Evan's washing it down with a nice old school Coca-Cola. Goop, goop, goop. When you uh, taste Coca-Cola, do you get the little hint of cinnamon in there? I don't know. I don't, I never... It's almost like a cinnamon or an all-spice kind of a oh, thing. Oh, yeah? yeah? It could be. Yeah. It's a secret recipe. Nobody knows nothing about it. When we went to the grocery store, we went to go to the bank. The bank is gone from Weiss. What? It's gone. Oh, no. In Tannersville? Yeah. That's because they, they built a, a store out front. What do you mean a store? They, or they built the actual bank. That's it's always the, been there. It's in the parking lot there. Yeah. So they got rid of the one inside because of the ones that outside. That one is the parking lot. It's always been there. It just never opened at good hours. Uh, it was like see. a regular bank though. Hmm. Yeah, that's not new. But anyway, we went there and then um, I was looking for the Pepsi. It's like Pepsi 18 something. I seen a commercial for it. It's supposed to be their original recipe recipe for the soda. I can't find it anywhere though. Huh. I'm going to try it so I bad. I just heard about this place in um san diego maybe 
or so, somewhere in California, but it's a grocery store, humongous grocery store, and ninety percent of the store is soda. Wow! All different specialty really? sodas, yeah. and they deliver all over the country. There's a diabetes clinic next to it. <laughs> yeah, There's a dentist on the other side. They yep. got to put warnings on it. I went to the Italian festival in Scranton last week, last weekend. Yeah, I saw the and pictures. there was a soda great. thing that they had like barrels, like wooden barrels of different sodas. I got orange cream. Yeah. It's off the hook. Legit. It was six beans for the soda. It was a big soda like this, but it was like thick and like. Oh, yeah. My goodness. My goodness. We had an oil drum of soda. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yo, we had cannolis, mini cannolis, about six of those. We bought a a nice pizza margarita. Um, Ray and uh, Derek had blackened shrimp. Mm. Then we had uh, this Italian dessert. I, I don't even know the name. It was like these white balls. They looked like almost marshmallows, but they weren't like that at all. Oh, I wish I could remember that. We had ate so much stuff, man. We bounced. That's great. Time, That's a man. good festival, man. It was nice. You walk in circles. You see a lot of old people. A lot of really nice gray haircuts on women with perms. <laughs> <laughs> did they you know? play, have, any, have any music playing? They did, like down at one street, but it was like a goofy rock band. You know, why don't uh, we get booked there? We could play Italian music. Yo, I would love to play at Steel Stacks, man, one day. Oh, yeah. What, Bethlehem? Yeah. That's my, my fantasy uh, concert. Wisdom My fantasy concert was in Cairo, Stacks. Egypt. Yours is at Steel Stacks of Bethlehem. Yes, Jeez. where the real people are. What is the real world coming to? What is the world coming to? At seven hundred years of age, he wants to finally hit the Steel Stacks concert. <laughs> seven hundred, Lord willing. Seven hundred. You don't want to be seven hundred. Everybody you love is gone. I know. Dead for such a long time that you don't even know what love is anymore. I want to do you it. You turn though. into no. Nah, you don't. How it's could a I curse? Listen. How it's could I curse. not? Let's say the offer was on the table. Let's say Morpheus has has me in the room. I'm sitting on a chair, and he says, "Here's the pill that makes you live forever. Here's the pill that you're just gonna forget this meeting ever happened." Mm-hmm. How could I not? How could I not? I would not. That was the saddest part of the Green Mile. Remember at the end. Yeah, but he it was, was. I mean, it was. Yeah, I didn't see it as that sad. It's like he's got a mouse. He, he wanted, can still do whatever he wants to do. He can still go. In out all and of these people. scenarios of movies and literature, the people are begging to die after a while. They're just begging for it for hundreds of years. They're roaming lonely and depressed, begging to die. What about Vampire Lestat? He wanted to live. He was. He loved life. What about True Blood? The he one did. dude. What's his name? What was his name? Bill. No, the one Bill dude, Compton? Who, the one who dude who made Eric, Eric's maker. Oh, that dude was sick. He wanted head. to die, man. He was like, had Russell. enough. Nah, not was Russell. It, it was that little dude. Oh yeah, he was like a little. Uh, he was like he had a, the cool tattoos. All yeah, over, yeah. Uh, he was like a native that made Eric when Eric was like a Viking in Viking times. But he was like thousands of years before that. He was like the oldest. The yeah. oldest living vampire, right? Nah, f that, man. It's like going on a mission. Do you want to go on this mission? Yeah, yeah, I'll get my people. No, alone? Ah, fuck that shit, man. Fuck that shit. I don't know. I would. I think I'd go for it. I'd roll the dice. Yeah. If you can't die, price. though. Roll if you, the dice and I'll pay the if price. If you can't die, then, I mean, there's, there's no way out. Like, yeah, that could be it. bad. I'm doing it, Chris. I'm doing it. It's crazy, man. Imagine if you... Hold on. Evan's speaking. Imagine if you were able to live that long and for some reason... You got put in prison for life. Oh, <laughs> but like now, life, for like hundred years. Solitary. No, confinement. but life is twenty-five years. Twenty-five to life. Yo, yeah, you. There's a limit on life, you know. Even life sentences. I don't know. Don't they do those ones where there's like you get a hundred? Oh, so 
150 years knowing the guy's not going to Even if you know years. you're going to die, you can't die, but you know you got to sit in jail for 20 to 50 years, it's going to suck, man. Time doesn't speed up for you. Listen, a lot of things oh. suck, but there's a lot of beauty in the what world, What if man? the best thing about life is what's next and you never get to experience hey, it? man, that could be, but, you know, I, I was rolled the dice. You yeah. know what? You're 700 years. Could you imagine? I mean, you could, you would see an incredible amount, or you could witness the death of the planet. Yeah, you could be the only yeah. one walking here in a lava-filled planet. True. Oh. Now, what if you feel pain? You just can't die. Oh. And this is like just a polluted planet with no atmosphere, and your lungs just burn all the time. You're roaming alone, burnt skin falling off, looking at your own bones, wondering why you did that. Why didn't you listen to Rich? Why didn't you listen to Chris? Why didn't you listen to Evan? <laughs> Could I, let's this say in this scenario. No, you got to do it the hard way. <laughs> let's say, they like the way you, burn, you kill a vampire is you burn them. To ashes. So you could you have a way so, out, you're saying. Uh, there's always a way out. No, not always. What if I burn myself alive? You would then just be myself. burned. I just burn myself. And then you regenerate, yeah. and then you're back. Oh, so I would be yeah. like Wolverine. Kind of. No, you would just With exist. Adamantium in my blood. You would just exist. It's a bad move. I hope you wouldn't do it, but you know, it's up to you. I'll do it. And then when... I'll write... We'll try to protect you from heaven. Yeah, just look on me. I'll, do, I'll uh, drink ayahuasca every now and then. The Try to get in it. touch with you guys. But anyway, back to the original point. This animal. is today's November, no, September 11th, 15 years after the attacks. How would you say that, it, what's the best way to explain how the world has changed since, since 9-11? Not the entire world, our world. Our American <sighs> life. Well... I think going back before September 11th, people were less skeptical, less paranoid. They were more free. They were less watched. There was a less of a division between government and people, police and people. It seemed it was a more unified country. It really did. The race issue now, after September 11th, much worse than Oh, before. I would say it's at an... I, yeah. I, I don't remember... Racial tensions being this high in no. my lifetime. The the uh, the distrust even between, in this room between government and and civilians higher now than before September 11th. The rivalry between civilians and police much higher now than before September 11th, and just the fact that nobody trusts. There's no trust. You always feel like you could get in trouble. Even for nothing, like you didn't do it, you didn't do anything. You feel like you're gonna get in trouble. You're going down. You hear story after story of people in jail for no good reason, or let out after 20 years, found you know finally found innocent. Then you hear the backstory, like wow, they knew from day one that this dude was a. It's this is also an internet thing because after 9/11, you see the huge technical advance in internet and all of that. So I think at times are worse, but kids born now, you know, they don't know the difference. Yeah. But Americans before 9-11 like us, we are the true free people of the world. We experienced it firsthand. They need us, We're the to, last die. Of a dying they need us to die off. Yeah, soon enough. To, and to then they'll have the one world government. They'll have a slave society soon after that. Well, I recommended to people a, a, a little while ago that they they uh, get 1984 Orson Welles or uh, 
George Orwell, 1984. Mm-hmm. And a few people actually sent me pictures of the book. They said, oh, I went out and got it. This book's crazy. I'm glad people listened to me on that. Now, to make that type of a scenario happen, it's it's happening. It's the world where people tattletale on each other and they're trying to out-patriotize each other yeah. and they're trying to um, show... Uh, they're trying to out-loyalty loyal, each other. I don't, I don't know if I said yeah. that right, but you know what I'm saying? They're trying to like prove that they're... I'm more American than you. No, I love America more. No, it's my, I do it better. Mm. I don't like the way you do it. Even the, the far left is doing it with the, no, I like to, uh, I, I like gay people more than you do. Mm. Oh, I don't even call them gay. You call them gay still? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't, oh, I don't even, you know what I mean? Oh, I don't even see gender. What are you talking about? I'm a gender fluid, you know? Yeah. So you, you make the world, you make a, a, an animal turn on itself, eat itself. And then you show them the answer is to love me. I'm the I'm the the big brother. I'll show you the way. You know. I think when you when historians look back, say a hundred years from now, it's a pivotal time. We're living in it, and you never really understand it because the momentum continues along. But there were some fundamental problems in society that were really laid bare by it, particularly the surveillance state. I mean, that's you know Snowden. Let's say within that, that's you know an outcome mm. of September 11. That's something you that know? people really got used to quick, I think. It, it, people are willing to give up their, you know, their privacy. We have nothing to hide. Well, it's not, that's not the point of it. Do you know what I'm saying? And then, of course, one of the, the worst things is perpetual war. Now we have a, we're at war with a concept that is, can be defined in a myriad of different ways. Terrorism. What is, what, 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 what's qualifying to this? What's, yeah. what, you know, they have these abstractions. Freedom. We're defending freedom. Whose freedom? What freedom? You know, yeah. And now you have endless war. Yo, you and the have United States people. is engaging in endless war. You have people that are so mad over stuff that they never personally experienced at all. Exactly. <laughs> like dudes that hate Black Lives Matter so much that you would think that they open the door and they see him on the street. They only ever see him on a computer screen. That's the only place they've ever seen him on a computer screen. And it, but it agitates them. It gets them so mad they could go back and forth to work for the whole year. They never physically see them. They could go shopping. They could go on vacation. They never physically see them. But they turn a computer on and they see a march and a protest. And they think it's like the end of the world. People bite so hard on that stuff. They see terrorism. They're so scared. They only see it on the computer. They never seen it in real life, in person. It's, you know, of course, some people have, like myself, a great hero of 9-11 and Survivor. Chris, would you agree? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. When you go, if, when you read this book, there's something in the book that happens every single day. Mm-hmm. It, it might happen a few times a day, but definitely once a day. But it's called Two Minutes Hate. So they turn on their little TV screen and the, the, the news station shows them something that they are supposed to hate. And everybody screams and yells and starts throwing shit at the TV. Ah, yeah. And they go berserk for two minutes yelling at this thing, the, the enemy of the day. Yeah. And it could be some, uh, there, there's like a few different nation states in, 19, in the book 1984. There's like uh, Ur, uh, Eurasia maybe is one. That's, and wasn't that where the war was Oceania. Yeah, there's like perpetual war all over the world. But anyway, they'll show a picture of a guy who's, who's a traitor. To Big Brother, mm-hmm. right? And everybody, yeah, they yell and they scream and they curse at him and they throw shit at the TV and they go crazy. Like and Jihadi then, John. 
Yeah. And then they shut off the TV and everyone feels better because they got this release. They got to yeah, yell. You at show the him. They feel patriotic. They feel mm. like a team. And now they can go back to turning on each other. Mm. It's and funny, it's, it's when, when you turn on the TV, like you're saying, the Black Lives Matter thing. Mm. That's almost turns into just like a thing. Like, hey, let's put this out. People go crazy over it. They're yeah. gonna go. They're gonna go nuts when they see this. Oh my god. Oh, where do they get a? Where do they see uh, that this guy? Uh, so where do they see what this guy said about cops? Oh my god. They're gonna yeah. go crazy when they see this. It's two minutes hate. It's crazy. This book is prophetic. It's sick. And when you made that about like you have the crazy right wingers that are like that, they get hyped up over Black Lives Matter. They get hyped up over a guy that doesn't stand for the. Uh, the um, national anthem. And then on the left, you have people that are just as crazy that are turning on each other and looking for things to get upset about. Yeah. And it's exactly the same. Like the far right and the far left are both big babies. Big babies. The biggest ever. Uh, tough Americans have become yeah, the wimpiest Yeah, and, and the right who, who considers themselves to be the toughest and, you know, pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. They're offended by everything. They're just as big babies as this far left that's offended and and uh, you know getting upset over. Like every they're talking about trigger warnings because you said a tranny. Oh, that's true. But what about a trigger warning? Like they they have their own trigger warnings. Talk about banning an AR-15, and that's a trigger warning for right wing people. Yeah, they'll literally panic, and they'll feel nervous. It's like, dude, you guns aren't going nowhere. Listen. The transvestite, they're not going anywhere. It's not like saying tranny is going to, you know, you're going to experience like a, <laughs> an extinction of these people. Like it's just, it's people get crazy. They're very ba- big babies. Americans are on, big babies. On both extremes, you're seeing people who are interested in policing your thoughts, who are afraid of ideas rather than any kind of physical manifestation. No one's coming to do a gun grab. You're afraid of the idea of a thought. Of a, an honest discussion about it on a topic. That's what's frightening. And everybody on both sides of them runs off to their corner and they're, they're triggered by uh, an open discussion of ideas. Yeah. It's now something to be afraid, you have to be worried about. People are out there, man. And on the right, the big catch word is you hate America, you hate freedom. And on the left, it's you're either racist, homophobic. You know, there's the once you're throw, that term's been thrown on you, now it's your responsibility to fight your way out. Yeah, you know you're guilty. As soon as somebody starts an online witch hunt, well, if you're a sexist, yeah, yeah there used to be. I, I think the, if you're a racist, forget it. Racist was probably the longest running of those things. Where you yeah. know, if you say somebody's racist, that's the end of the argument. Now they have their back against the wall. They're, they have to explain their way that's out. That's why of I say it right off the bat when I argue. <laughs> you say you racist, son of a bitch. But uh, so now there's probably eight to ten of these things where you say. You know, you, you accuse somebody of being insensitive to whatever group, whatever cause, you know, and they have to fight their way out of it. They have to explain themselves. You know it is? It's cheap. It's intellectually cheap. Yeah, it's a nut shot. Yeah, it's lame. It's like, grow some balls, have a good debate. Like, throw out some good points. Like, it's not black and white. Like, it's not in every instance we got to say, okay, guns should be allowed. It's like, there's there's some good arguments on both sides. It's a... It's crazy to think that there's not. But uh, I was this one dude, he put up on Facebook like um, some black kids in a park and black kid, they're teenagers, you know, and a black kid was fighting with a girl. He's hitting her with a with a water gun, a plastic water gun, like hard. And he's like, yeah, he types in. Yeah. Now tell me about your oppression. And you're I'm like, 
What? <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, like, well, I was like, why do you see like teenagers acting like assholes in a park and you think like they speak for a movement? Yeah. He's like, no, I'm just tired of this because I know how it is to have to work for I'm like, yo, he's just stupid. Like, it's it means nothing. Crazy. Yeah, that's like. I mean, that's like say going to a trailer park and finding people methed out and being like, "I'm see Donald Trump can't be president. Tell me how does you know?" It's like there's no, nothing to do just, with anything. It's passive aggressive racism. Yeah. And then if you said it to him, oh, how dare you call me a racist? I'm not a bit. You know, well, he was Puerto Rican, so he thought he had a free card. <laughs> well, that's what it is. It's passive aggressive racism. And so, racist. it's a nice, uh, it's a nice way and to a Puerto Rican to be racist. And this day, you should and keep age. your mouth shut. <laughs> But well, it's a nice way to say to diss somebody that you really want to diss without saying the, yeah. the word that you want to actually say to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can see a tan guy being racist because there's some superiority in the genes, according oh. to science. Oh, it's science! Oh. There's scientists all over the world that agree. Come on, the Lamborghini, Chris, come on! The Lamborghini, I heard, will shut down if you drive it in a bad thunderstorm. Exactly. It's dangerous to drive in a bad thunderstorm. Smart car. Smart car. The first car to be that smart. The Ferrari. Come on. The Fiat. You see the girl in the commercial? Come on, man. That's beauty. Superior life form. Come on. When I was in Italy, I ate in a place that was 3,000 years old. Still working. It was a little dome. It was like a dome, you know, it's like the Pantheon. <laughs> Clearly <maybe>. superior. <laughs> Come on, that's no, that's impressive. Chris, you're not helping all of a sudden, you Greek bastard. <laughs> you don't even have, you shouldn't even have that girlfriend of yours. Oh, my God, that's funny. She's Italian. What's she doing with you? You know about feta cheese. That's it. What's Ridiculous. the best cheese? Me, I love provolone. Oh, that's a good one. Mozzarella and provolone. Sharp. The mozzarella, like, you know, in, in the water, like the wet is, is real good, but. I can see why people love it. You put a little salt in But Privolone, sharp, cut thin, just thrown on the cracker. Yeah, oh, man. What about like a sharp, sharp Wisconsin cheddar? That's beautiful. I love all kinds of cheese. I don't like the French cheeses. No? They have not. Like I'm, I'm talking about the extreme ones. They go extreme, man. Like, like even beyond like, like brie. Where you scrape mold off and then you eat it. Like, no. Nah. I don't like the super soft, like... Uh, Brie type, some spreadable on crackers wrapped in, you know, with a cow logo on it. I'll eat it. But otherwise, <laughs> ah, laughing cow. Yeah, that's not the bad. Baby Bell. Those ones they always have in the airplane are good. You know, that little, yeah. little baby Bell. Definitely, not, yeah, yeah. that's not bad at all. No, I like a brie though. I like a nice brie where yeah. you cut the you cut the crust off and you take the you scoop the the insides out. Yeah, like, I don't know. On a cracker. You know what's good? Remember the Greek cheese on a nice baguette. The fire. Oh, cheese. on fire. Yes. Oh, Saganaki. Oh, that's good. Right? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Greek that's got good, good stuff. There's one French cheese where they put maggots in the cheese, mm, and then the delicious. maggots eat the cheese, shit it out, and regurgitate ah, it. And then that, that's, that's what, they, what they eat. They like that after it's been through the belly of the, the Come maggot. on, French The French people, people that are worse. Come on, French I people. think this up to begin with, you know? Yo, how about the... Uh, maggots on something. I don't think I'm going to go eat it. You know what people I love, but they don't have good food? Who's that? The English people. Yeah, I love those people, man. The English people, they're great people. Great people. I was texting with Ammo last night. Oh, he's the best, man. He's the best, Ammo. Ammo, Lewis, our great friend Martine, who's always so helpful. Martine just helped me out this week. She's always helping everybody. Yeah, she's, uh, and she's younger than us. She's lovely. And she's always taking lovely, care of us. Lovely, lovely girl. Who else is good over there? Weema. Weema, the greatest. Yo, we're doing a collaboration with Knuckle yeah. Dust. Weema sent us a beautiful piano piece. We're working on it now. Play it. I add a little guitar, play it for Evan later. Greatest guys are Knuckle Dust, oh. man. Weema. Knuckle Dust. 
Pierre, is, Ray, Nikki. I'm going to say this. Out of all hardcore bands from day one till now, the truest and most authentic hardcore band to the hardcore ideology is Knuckle Dust. With one continuing lineup, without one lineup change in 20 years, without any beefs publicly known, any problems, any embarrassments, just good music, consistent, consistent personalities, good to people, always bringing in bands from like, how many bands would have never made it to England if it wasn't for Knuckle Dust? Man, I don't know. I don't know the number, but I know we wouldn't have. And let's be honest, all throughout England, it's not the greatest scene. But in London, there's a strong scene. What's the foundation of that scene? What's the building built on? Knuckle dust. Knuckle dust, yeah. There was and and they got it's an old school place, London, with old school punk history. But Knuckle Dust did so much. And then they go on and then they join existing old school bands and they do their part and they play in you know, what bands are they? They help out in and they, they fill in. Cox Bar, RG no, but I mean, what they, they play. They play in RG Bargy. Members of, of Knuckle Dust. I'm saying, playing all these other bands and right, help out. Yeah. Incredible. That's the real. To me, that's the realest band. I love them, man. Great but dudes, the food in England sucks. <laughs> if in London, if stuff. London has good food, it's good foreign food. It's the not like time. do we have good English food? Uh, yeah. Beans on toast at this place is better than beans on toast in that place. <laughs> the oh, first man. time I yeah. had, yo, the bacon there is bullshit. That's bullshit. That's bacon. whack. Um, but the first time I had like halal food, yeah, they got good. There, yo, they got good I, Indian food. They got right that place me and Chris went to right across yeah, from the side of uh, Underworld, uh, like Turkish kind of food. They have uh, bang bang chicken. Bang bang chicken is legendary. In Camden Market, if you ever get a chance, go to bang bang chicken. Do the guy's voice. Bang bang chicken. Yeah. You want bang bang chicken? That guy is a cool dude. Oh, he is dude, the guy. best and it's delicious food and he'll entertain the shit out of you. You know what was cool about last time we were in London? There was a we were hanging out away from the show at some other bar. Nothing to do with the show. But there was a Hasidic Jew partying with everybody. <laughs> like Craig was drunk out of his mind, singing, dancing. <laughs> Joe uh, Evan and Luke got pictures with him. I'm like, that's that's cool, man. London's a cool place. Who else is in London that we love? We love uh, so many friends. Uh, uh, there's great people there, man. Matty Bar. Matty Bar. Fatty, remember? Yeah. How about, uh, oh, Natalie, who now lives here. Natalie, yeah. She's a. Uh, Our friend Kelly. She got her green card. Who else? Uh, Kelly, Niche. Niche, fashion extraordinaire. Uh, who uh who else? Poppy, Poppy from Lil France. Poppy. But he's from France. He just got lucky. He found some good friends. <laughs> May. May. Yeah, little May. May, up May. The, maybe she's the first one that brought Crutch over, I think. May I think was, she booked Crutch first in London. May is a link to one of our best band friendships that we made in hardcore with Sick of It All. Yeah. Was via May. That's true. She reached out to Sick of It All saying, check these dudes out. Sick of It All checked us out on MySpace and contacted us. And since then, we've been a great inspiration to Sick of It All throughout these years. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, we're excited to announce we're going on tour with them next month. Yeah, October 15th to 31st. No, 13th. Yep. 13th to 31st. How about Morag? Oh, yeah. Morg. The Enforcer. The meanest girl in all of London. The biggest no. internet bully. She's in tough. Good She's girl. Tough. She helps out, though, man. She's a very... Definitely. She's got a, you know, a personality conflict. In real <laughs> life, she's kind and helpful. In internet life, she's Cyber vicious and bully. brutal. She's like Donald Trump on, uh, on. Yeah, she is Donald. She's the female English Donald Trump. <laughs> Morag. Oh, who else is those? Great people. I love those people. 
So many good people. But they had a food. So we were talking about food. I don't know why I started talking about Because uh, some places have uh, rotten people and good food. Well, you know what? Like Greece. <laughs> <laughs> there's a... Uh, there's a food, you know, there's food carts all over the city. Yeah. Not the trucks, but the carts. Yeah. So right across the street from my job, there's a German food cart. A little German dude. He's got sausages and potatoes and potato salad and yeah. cabbages and stuff like that. So I tried it out. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. I love it's German like, food. It's like, you know, the, the kind that you hope you yeah. get when you go to the show. You hope yeah. they have this. And yeah. That. Yo, he's got like every kind of sausage you could think of. Just Is he red German? Yeah. 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 Wow. Does he have schnitzel? He does not have schnitzel. It's sausages and cabbages. There, there's a mostly. food truck in Manhattan that's a schnitzel truck. Oh, yeah, man. but I tried it and it wasn't. It was good, but not like I'm you didn't used get to. Your schnitzels, did you? Let me tell you this: <laughs> German rest stops. Yeah, I love. Yeah, yeah, they're better than than restaurants here. Yes, for German food. Yeah. Nice, Chris. Like I would never eat like those German sausages over here with just sauerkraut on the side. But over there, those German rest stops, are incredible, man. Oh, yo, yeah, there were some Italian rest stops. Do you remember some of those oh, yeah. places? It's like a, it's like a on the highway mid- that are yeah. it's sick, insane. I t- I tried explaining that, but we got someone. sheets and Wawa. <laughs> but yo, for America, that's, MTO that's good. made to order. Oh, yeah, I tried explaining the the rest stop food over there to someone maybe last week. Hard to explain because they're thinking, you know, uh, when we go to a rest stop, it's yeah, Roy, Roy Rogers, oh, that's the worst. Dunkin' Donuts. Jersey um, rest stops and New York rest stops are the worst. Subway, maybe it's just like Disgusting. you know bullshit yeah. stores and and restaurants. But over there, it's they have like chefs yeah. that are cooking legit food, and you order what you want, and they make it right for you on the spot. Yeah. It's, it's real no, food. There's some good stuff. Listen, when we go back in October, we got to eat better. Yeah, we had too much McDonald's oh, or yeah. Burger King, whatever it was. I haven't eaten a Burger King since. I throw, I go I drive by one. I want to puke. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, got to eat better. Awesome. With sick of it all headline, I think we'll get better, uh, better catering. And you know what? I got to. Uh, this time I'm bringing. I, I against my better judgment, I left my stuff at home. But I'm bringing the pads, bringing the target mitts and the gloves, bringing the jump ropes. So we have all that equipment ready to use, like we did on previous tours. Chris is not going to use it. Evan's not going to well, use it. Luke's not going to yeah, use Evan it. Yeah, Evan probably will. It's me. Evan won't do that. He's, he's like a robot. I work out every day. Not that kind of workout. <laughs> so, I mean, that was like military, jumping jacks, that kind of thing. <laughs> One and two and three. We do like flowing. He has stuff, like so. a rifle. He holds a rifle yeah. while he does it over the squat down, put the he rifle over your does head. like the straight leg Nazi march. <laughs> Knuckle push-ups. Nah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we didn't even talk much about that. But, yo, yeah. So Europe in uh, October, sick of it all. And Crown Kings from Australia. Then, before we leave, though, we got Tsunami Fest. Yes. Two weeks away. Yeah. And we still didn't practice, man. So, wow. Next week, we're going to practice. We got all these big high hopes of writing and practicing and nothing. But our drummer, Luke, he's always got better things to do. Somebody's little birthday party, somebody's barbecue, you know, all important stuff, you know. So we didn't. uh, between him and Joe, we can't get nothing done around here. Joe, oh, <laughs> fortunately, Chris ha- is a lifesaver with this drum machine. Yeah, if only he would practice though. When we practice, <laughs> he practices programming the drum machine. So I don't even want to talk about. It. I got so much heat. Stop bothering Chris. You, you, you can't play guitar like him. I was like, you yeah. Yo, speaking of heat, I, somebody sent a really good like a, a zinger at Richie. Oh, <laughs> I gotta tell you this. This hey, fucked Anthony, up. Give me, my, come here. Give me my phone. Who did that? So. Your last, uh, so that's, or, uh, this is feminine. We'll take whatever. this guy out. You said. Oh, uh, I, I hit him where it hurts, huh? 
What were you talking about? You said guys uh, who wear open-toed shoes. Oh, yeah. Right? That's, that's guys feminine who for sure. Shoe. It's not even a question. And you said my feet are always covered. You said I have uh, I sleep in socks. Yes. I wear I wear I have cleats next to my bed or whatever. Cleats, <laughs> so, boots, and sneakers ready to go. And this guy said sleeping in socks is feminine. No way. What? And I said that's preparing oh, for war, baby. That's kind of true. That's what Marines do. That's, that's what Green true. Berets do. Navy SEALs. Sleeping in socks is feminine. Never keep your feet soft. And listen, tender. listen. And women, oh. women never sleep in socks. No, that's not true at all. Any girl I ever know never sleeps in Julie socks. Julie only sleeps in they socks. They bug out when they see that I have socks on. Julie, Every girl I know. Julie only sleeps in socks. Well, Julie's a tough girl. Come on, let's be honest. <laughs> she only sleeps in socks. Is she tough? She's not masculine. No, I'm if not saying she's masculine, saying. but I'm saying she's tough for a girl. Not, no, yeah, it's a little All right, bit. thank she's, you. She talks back. If That's, that's it. Mean, that's what I'm not, talking about. I don't see gender. I'm but sorry. she, uh, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. This guy says sleeping What's his socks name, this guy? I got a good laugh out of it. What's this guy's name? Let me shout him out. Um, you rat here. motherfucker! I thought it was funny. <laughs> That's not funny. Rule number eleven in Navy SEAL handbook: Always have your socks on. All right, are they feminine? Are you anti-American, buddy? Josh Askew. Ah, see, he's a Frenchman. Your at your gods isn't for me. She's a Twitter. Frenchman atheist. So. Thanks for your feedback, Josh. Yeah, next time on your business, Josh. <laughs> Bastard. I thought it was funny. <sighs> so, um, somebody just tweeted that Sick of It All is playing Wisdom and Chains over the PA before they, yeah. before they play. That's so, one way to get the boom. crowd to leave early. I, I got a message about that last night. <laughs> oh, yeah? They're playing it between bands and... Uh, I've been talking to Craig every day. He's been psyched. He's saying the shows are almost always double what they expected in attendance. It's going good. I've been talking to people at the shows. He said, um, "What uh, Detroit was he, a little sketchy." He said later on in the night, you know, whatever. But he said all the shows been great. And blah blah blah. They're having a good time. Oh, that's cool if they're playing the songs. Good for them. You know, I, I've noticed our iTunes uh, sales have skyrocketed since their tour. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Oh, I like man. when you see the direct results. Sick of it all is a great band. Sick of it all is basically. <clears throat> I mean, they do so well. It's like the guiding light hardcore band right now of the you know the old school cats. Yeah, they definitely lead the pack. And as far yes. as uh, I mean, right in the mix, of course, is Agnostic Front and you know and then Madball and you know, but that's they're just they they do it right. They're very smart in their tactics. They they're consistent, but number one key, they always sound tight. Sound prepared. They look like a pro band. None of that BS. Oh, it's hardcore. We could be out of tune. We could sound like crap. No. They sound good, man. They're the real deal. Always yeah. give props to them. They look out for themselves. They protect the brand. They protect they the have image. To. And uh, they always have. And you can see that it's paid off. A lot yeah. of a lot of these older bands, that's the way they approach it. And it, you know, This music, as we discussed in the last ep- episode, is special. Yeah. So you treat it as a special. Not treat it as like, oh, I don't expect to make money off music that people like. Like, why, why not? You know, like people like Budweiser and they're drinking them like it's water during your whole set. Budweiser's living off it. Is, are they like Budweiser? Like, well, I don't expect Yo, it's, it's, a, it's a product and a quality product. And they deserve to, to, to make a nice living off it. I hate when I see people that should be successful in music and aren't. There's a guy, Nuclear Salt, a bass player, Dan. Danny Loka. Loka. This guy's responsible for so much. 
he should be a millionaire if you ask me. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's I probably agree. doing good. I don't know. But there's so many people like that that you just be like, dude, if without that guy, other millionaires are gone. But he's not one. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, without him, there's no Craig Satari. That's, yeah, even that. Without him, it's, it's Anthrax is on a different route. Yeah. A lot of, like, dude, East Coast Thrash is on a different route. It's, there's a, a very important people that sometimes, you know, unsung hero don't get the credit. Like myself, probably. I mean, with uh, Chris, uh, no? Okay, forget it. <laughs> of course, Rich, of course. Yeah. Well, we're not a space air boy. Shut up. Just put in the other car. The megabytes is disintegrating. Yo, this is the worst eyes. episode then. We didn't say nothing funny. Joe wanted to go be serious the whole time like he's Joe Rogan. Well, you know. Joe Oliver Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any uh, good movies? Any good podcasts lately? Good books? No? Uh, I'm really into, well, I mean, I heard a really good radio lab recently. Yeah. And you're going to hate this. <laughs> about living to your 700? It was about, uh, it was about trees, like what goes on with between trees and a forest. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. Underground. And it's, it's crazy. Yeah, they're it's living crazy. things. It's With cra- their own defense mechanisms. Yeah. It's like bigger than just that. It's like, there's a, they're living things that are connected through other living things. Yeah. And there's like literal highways tubes that run under the forest trillions of miles of these fungus tubes that pass information and food to the tree Mm. so the tree could put a root in the ground and you think the root sucks up all the shit but the root is fed all of the nutrients from the soil and all the water through these fungal tubes yeah and the fungal tubes go from tree to tree to tree and when one tree is dying, they will cut off the supply to that tree and feed the other trees to very make them grow. Very disloyal species. Cold species. Oh, no, they're like the farmers. They're like the. Uh, Check this the, out. Um, you saw Avatar, correct? Yes. That's all there is to it. It's so much That's like it. that. It's, it's insane. insane. It's people so know about this like forever. That. The American Indians know about this. They're special people. James Cameron knew about this. He warned us. No, he, James Cameron's mother's name is Littlefoot. Ah. So, uh, Iroquois. From, uh, Iroquois Nation. Land Before Time. She told him all about the fungi root. <laughs> <laughs> the fungal roots. Oh, you know what happened last night? What happened? UFC CM Punk got clocked. Oh, I mean, I don't. Is yeah, it like, bad you know. for straight edge or good for straight well, edge? Well, it's bad CM. because straight edge should be kings of the world. You know, you would like Donald Trump never drank. He never did drugs. <clears throat> but yo, CM Punk, yeah, he. You know what? The UFC should be penalized for allowing an amateur to go in there. He could have got killed. Very irresponsible. It's irresponsible. Like they're a joke. The UFC. These guys are out there killing themselves. You don't pay them right. You allow some guy off the street to come in. What if the guy? You know, it's it's nuts. You know who else never drank, did drugs, anything like Rich that? Rich Mancuso, baby, was good. Eddie Alvarez, champion, yeah. lightweight champion from That's uh, my Philadelphia. Man. That's my man. I so, hope. I, I don't know. He doesn't call himself straight edge, but he's. Oh, he probably uh, he does. But he's got, now he can't because CM Punk like hijacked and then got his ass beat. <laughs> oh. CM Punk looked. He looked great walking out. Listen, he's an older guy. He great I mean, when he walked into the cage. He's almost Evans' age. First and then off, he I just mean, he absolutely got demolished. You can't go in there like that, man. It's it's like he he's a professional wrestler. Yeah. Like he's not like a college wrestler that was great and then got into wrestling you know like dude like brock okay brock did it. he was a a real wrestler he knew something like cm punk didn't come from that he didn't come from a boxing background and if and if he didn't grow up actually i don't know how he grew up i don't know his story but if he didn't grow up in a street 
scenario where he was fighting all the time and actually like in tons of fist fights as a kid. And I don't see how it, he could just go in and know how to. Yeah, even if he did that, I mean, this is a different level. This is knowledge. I know. But you know? what I'm saying is that would at least if you have that fight in you where yeah. you're a fighter. Well, I think you know the professional saying? wrestling, we clown on it. But I think there is, you know, it's a toughness involved with being those dudes because it's like every night thing. Like we see them one night on TV and we're like, oh, but they do that every night. They got to be beat up. They're always injured. A lot of pain, a lot of drug addicts, a lot of painkillers. Did you see that movie Chic? No. It's a documentary about the Iron Sheik. Big Show recommended it. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't Sheik watch is, it, but I saw the... Dude. He's insane. He's, he's the coolest guy though ever. He's a complete junkie, too. Yeah, he's nuts. Like, to this day. Yeah. But he's, uh, you know, like, his body's wrecked. Yeah. You see his house. Like, he's just he's just not doing good. His wow. wife doesn't like him. Uh, real quick like. before we go I want to say I want to recommend an album to people if there's a, a hip hop fans that listen to this program I'm sure there are get the it was from 2013 Necro and Cool G Rap did an album together called The Godfathers and it's unbelievable I can't believe I never heard Joe, it Joe you're very late week. to the party it's fucking awesome and I I, put, I posted a picture on Instagram and a lot of people never heard of it too so I'm, I want to Try to promote Necro, the maker of the 12 King Pimp Commandments, baby. Oh, he's you should have known man. about all his works. Cool G Rap is the king, though. Cool G Rap is the coolest. And he just gets better with age. Yeah. He's better, he's better than ever. And it's he's insane. modest. He's a modest dude. We out of here. We out of here. The podcast. We out of here. America Podcast. The Post-America Podcast.